You're listening to another episode of the Zag Erkasov here, joined by 2017 Orlando fellow Uja Tawari is here. Always great to have folks from the Florida chapters on. We'll catch up with her and see what she's working on professionally. Also hear a little bit more about her NLC experience and what she remembers. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's get to it. Yeah, Usha, we're about halfway through uh, the 2022 NLC Institute for the fellows that are going through their program this year. What do you remember about your 2017 experience? Well, first of all, thank you, um, Eric, very much for having me on this podcast and allowing me to share my uh, NLC experience. Um, It seems like 2017 was a while ago, but what I will say is that NLC um, that year really put a lot of my um, professional and personal life into perspective. Um, ironically, the first weekend in January when class had started, my mom was in the hospital uh, mm-hmm. diagnosed with dementia, and it was a very challenging time for me um, on all fronts, and NLC class had started, and I was on the verge of possibly dropping out just, you know, being unable to balance everything because I also work full time. So um, I'm glad I continued with the class. I graduated, um, went on to be co-chair of the chapter the following year. But that first weekend was a powerful weekend for me um, because when um, other alumni shared their stories and their passion for advocacy, I decided to turn my weak moment at that time and make it into something positive and um, to make it my passion to advocate for um, individuals like my mom who are diagnosed with dementia and caregivers. So NLC kind of set this um, the foundation for my advocacy efforts since then. Yeah, and I'm glad we get to talk about that advocacy work. And I'm always curious in the caregiving world, whether you're a, a sole caregiver or maybe you're working in that space um, professionally, what do you think people misunderstand about that world of care giving and rules and regulations and, and trying to support family members who, who need that kind of care? It is very challenging. I did it all on my own. I, um, I work full time. I work in local government. So I manage a team of about 14 individuals and constituent services. So it was very difficult for me to put my manager's hat on and my, um, you know, caregiving hat on as well, balancing it. Um, It's emotionally draining, uh, caring, especially for a parent and that too with dementia, where a lot of things just don't make sense. There are a lot of physical and emotional challenges. Um, Also financial, you know, um, It costs a lot of um, money. I was able to, you know, start off by paying someone 10 hours a week just to keep an eye on my mom. And uh, while I was working to kind of have that piece of um, frame of mind for a little bit and gradually I had to increase that. But I took a lot of my money from my savings to care for my mom to get, you know, whatever little um, few hours of respite care I could have. So, and it also takes a toll on the caregiver later on. Un- unfortunately, my mom just passed away end of um, in December, 2021. Mm-hmm. But the last six months of my life and leading up to it, I did not take care of myself. And that had an impact on my, prof- you know, professional and personal to a certain extent, um, you know, developed bad 
eating habits, was not working out, um, and my stress just kept increasing. I know you had a chance a little bit earlier in the spring to put together a virtual event that was um, focused on Caregiver Awareness Month. Tell folks a little bit about that and what were some of the, the topics of conversations or, or connections that were made? So I did a global um, virtual event forum, Let's Talk Dementia and Caregivers. I geared it towards the South Asian community because I'm a first-generation Indian American. And I feel like not only in my culture, but in other cultures as well, there are a lot of misconceptions about dementia, thinking that it is a mental health illness, not knowing what the signs are. So I kind of, um, I'm very active on social media, especially as a volunteer with the Alzheimer's Association. So I have a pretty good network. And I reached out to some individuals across the world uh, from England, India, uh, Canada, and other countries. And I was following what they were doing on social media and what they were doing professionally in that space. And um, I reached out to them and put a panel together and where we talked about what are the signs to look for if you think a family member or friend has dementia, it's okay to talk about it and not, you know, hide it and, you know, to focus on self-care. And we talked about caregiver burnout as well. Um, I also recruited some physicians, um, so they gave a bit more in-depth explanation um, about dementia and the different stages and what to expect from the different stages and basically wanted a positive message that, you know, this is a disease. It is becoming a healthcare tsunami. It takes a toll on families. It is taking a toll um, in our communities. We have over half a million um, Americans diagnosed with this disease and um, wanted to make sure People knew what the warning signs were, as well as realize being a caregiver that there is um, burnout, there are misconceptions, you tend to isolate yourself. That leads, you know, to other situations as well. And just wanted to provide resources to our community um, to let them know that they're not alone. And also want to continue this dialogue. So I'm hoping to do this on an annual, actually not hoping, I'm planning to do this on an annual basis. That's great. And we come back, we'll talk more about uh, the caregiving world and thoughts and feelings on the healthcare industry. Thanks so much for tuning in this episode of The Zag. Be right back. Yeah, I was curious, being now up close to the healthcare industry, do you feel like it's changed your, your views in some ways politically? Are you now a big fan of Medicare for All, or do you see other ways that the system at a kind of larger structural level can be reimagined or redesigned to, to better support people who need care and to better support the people who are giving that care? I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of room for improvement in the healthcare system as, as it relates to dementia in particular, since it is very taxing on the healthcare system, um, and especially since it involves uh, neurologists, communication with the primary care. I, I, as an advocate, as a volunteer and a congressional ambassador for um, Congresswoman Val Demings in my District 10, we work to pass legislation, whether, whether it's about better communication with caregivers and primary care physicians or primary care physicians and specialists to kind of, you know, ease that gap. Also encouraging primary care physicians to do more cognitive testing 
for um for patients if they feel like that you know the signs are there as far as caregivers are concerned i think there needs to be a lot more funding and awareness like i said i've practically frankly speaking wiped out my savings caring for my mom and i'm worried about my financial future especially with the current economic um, state of things and i believe that there needs to be more programs um, that offer respite care for caregivers so they can have a break and that their health does not cripple and become a further burden in the near future. And then last thing, if folks want to learn more about the work you're doing, what's the best way for them to do that? I'm active on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my Instagram handle is the Indian caregiver and my Twitter is uh, I. On Twitter, I, I post a lot of advocacy um, situations and bills, whether they're federal and state. Um, so I use that platform on Twitter to advocate and more so on Instagram to talk about my caregiving and post-caregiving journey as well, my advocacy. We'll make sure to put that information in the episode description for this once it goes up. Thanks, everyone, for listening as always, to the Zag, make sure to catch all past episodes that have been going up the last couple of weeks and well back into the past. You can find those all the places you get your podcasts. And of course, follow us on Instagram as well at the Zag Podcast. Love to have any alumni on. So hit us up there and we can schedule an episode. Thanks for listening. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.